Hello and welcome to the Sports Officer Interviews with Burn Sport. We're going to be interviewing three candidates that are running in uh, this term's by-election. Obviously, um, no candidates having taken the post up in the initial election that was back in March, I think, if I'm correct. Uh, I'm Bella Shepherd-Evans and I'm joined with Louis Wright for this interview Hello. of... Megan Clibbins. You want to introduce Hi. yourself, Megan? Yeah, so I'm Megan Clibbins, uh, formerly known online as Moo Moo Meg, which is the girl who keeps walking around campus in a massive cow costume. Yeah, it's stylish. I've been liking the social media posts. Yeah, yeah honestly, it's been a lot of good fun. My friends are really enjoying coming up with some ridiculous ideas <laughs> for us to do, so um, I think it's probably one of the funnest things that we're doing uh, through our dissertation season at the moment. I mean, if you've got the cow costume, use it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, do you want to, what sort of year of study are you in? Do you want to introduce yourself Yeah, in so way? I'm in my third year of doing politics. I am I'm graduating this year, currently going through the whole like dissertation, uh, mind, mind-blowing sort of things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so yeah, third year politics student, um, really sort of engaged with sports um, and with a lot of committees as well. Um, just looking to stay at Birmingham for another year and help out and uh, really sort of help out in the areas that I've noticed have been lacking in some areas when it's come to my own personal experience within sports and sustainability. Okay, nice. So we'll get into that straight away then. Yeah. So um, do you want to give us a sort of rundown of your manifesto as it is now? Yep. So there's three main points. It's sustainability, affordability and inclusivity. All three points are based off of things that I've experienced mainly. So affordability comes in. I'm from probably a lower income background, so I've really struggled with affording to play sports. I've really wanted to play. I've had to sacrifice um, playing in books tournaments because of this, which has been, which has been really like unfortunate inclusivity wise really enjoy playing campus league again it's something that I've been able to do and maintain playing the sports because of it and so I think it's really important especially for low income backgrounds but also for people that don't feel included in sports so it's something that I'm really wanting to push and give a lot more support because I think there's a a lot of credit that campus league needs but doesn't necessarily get at the moment Mm -hmm. and then with regards to sustainability obviously it's not as intertwined with sport um, as sports officer however it is a main key part of the role so there's a few different things you can do with like sports nights and things like that um, where you can make it a lot more sustainable such as community wardrobes litter picks reusable cups really easy things but there's also some much bigger changes that need to be made and some really excited motions that have been passed through the guild which I'm sure we'll talk about later yeah we'll definitely get onto that um, so we'll start off with a bit of the discrimination aspect you've obviously mentioned that sport at the university is perhaps not as accessible for students from maybe lower income backgrounds. It's not as affordable to everyone as it might seem. Um, Part of a way to combat this, you mentioned a hardship scheme in your manifesto. I sort of wondered if you had any idea how this would roll out. So would it be a case of clubs coming to you, asking for money as an, you know, to subsidize members specifically, or would it be on an individual level? Have you thought past that? Yeah, so we already have a hardship fund for basic academic studies. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're experiencing things, especially during the cost of living crisis, we do have that in place. And the theory is to roll it out into sports capacity as well, um, especially for people not necessarily just your elite athletes. People are just wanting to take part in sports. And a lot of it's covering like hidden costs. So obviously you get your membership up front and it's brilliant. You've got your page membership, £150 or whatever it is. And you're like, great, I'm in, I'm in. But then you've got to buy your kit for your away games, your transport, mm-hmm. the fact that you're taking part in all these team meals, really wanting to engage your socials and things like that. There's so many hidden costs that I don't think that we address. So your hardship fund wouldn't necessarily be, oh, here's like a few thousand pounds, do as what you want with it. But more mm-hmm. of a case of it can subsidise um, clubs' costs for coaches, so it's making it more affordable for the players. Or individual players can apply and say, look, really wanting to go and play away in like this brilliant final but I just can't afford that like my budget's not stretching that far like is there anything you can help me out with pay for um 
Additionally, with that as well, I mentioned about the Pass It On scheme, yeah. um, which is on. So it's with regards to kit. So obviously, it's a brilliant. So if you want to buy it first and foremost, you can buy it, but then knowing you can sell it on. Or if you want to buy it secondhand, it just means that you're not always having to invest mm-hmm. in brand new kit. Um, and it just cuts that down so you can still p- feel like part of the team without having to spend extortionate amount of money or, or feeling like left out because you can't. You're not on the same playing field as everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really like the sentiment of that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you also mentioned uh, increasing the number of sports in Campus League. I personally love this idea. I think that could be really fun. Did you have any sort of sports you were touch rugby? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I took part. Like our netball team took part unsuccessfully. In my IAD, we lost every single game in the um, in the uh, charity tournament that the touch rugby did recently for Maddie's Mark. Um, and it was absolutely brilliant. People really loved it. And it was such a great time as well because we played. So we are a netball team and we're predominantly female, though we have got a few male players. But we were playing against male teams. And it was brilliant to sort of get those like those sorts of like, interactions going. Mm-hmm. And I know it's something we really enjoyed. Um, and we're actually taking part in the ones come up again in June. So watch out for that a little bit of promo <laughs> for touch rugby. Um, so it'd be brilliant to get touch rugby involved. Um, pushing more sports into, I think, there's not as many like obviously football and netball both very popular if you could push mm-hmm. hockey a bit more as well that would be brilliant maybe going to basketball as well and getting some women included in basketball because obviously that's something that we don't see um, and men more included in the netball as well because we've seen a really big increase of male players in the campus league netball mm-hmm. and it's absolutely brilliant and the quality of the game is just getting better and better as people are like learning from each other um, so it'd be brilliant if we could kind of sort of push that and encourage that a lot more Nice, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah love playing on mixed netball teams as well. So yeah. I imagine that spreads off to lots of different makes it very sports. competitive. Yeah, makes it very sure. competitive. And it's just more opportunities for people, really. Yeah, hundred yeah, um, percent. So inclusivity is a big part of your campaign as well, yes. um, as it is with the other two campaigns being run by the candidates by other candidates. Um, why do you think that it's a common? a common theme amongst these manifestos and what does it mean to you as an individual as compared it might to the other, um, other campaigners? So for an individual, um, so I'm a rugby player back home, I played a lot of rugby, mm-hmm. it's something I had to sacrifice, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, I had to sacrifice with costs and things, but it's definitely a part of my identity. I know, I know growing up, um, I faced like a lot of assumptions regarding the sort of person I would be because I was a female in a male-dominated sport. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's got a lot better now because we're a good few years on from when I started, but it was definitely like quite hard at the time. So for me, inclusivity is important because even though like finding rugby was such a brilliant time for me, it was like, brilliant, I'm really interested in the sport, I'm, it's something I'm good at, mm-hmm. I'm making all these friends, I felt a real pressure, like social pressure from people and my peers about how then I should act or um, what my sexuality should be, like all these mm-hmm. different things. Um, and I think with Campus League and things like that, it's one of the best ways to kind of dispel these like gender myths around sport and mm-hmm. the idea of gendered sport because it just really shouldn't be an issue. Um, so, yeah, it, that's what it means a lot to me. And inclusivity, I think, is just a big part always of anything, not just sport, because um, you want everyone to be included, especially at the moment. Um, you know, it's probably one of the biggest things that we're going to ask for, but it's definitely one of those things I want to work on. And I think as well it's important to note that I won't recognise where people are included. So it's one mm-hmm. of the reasons that I'd want to run like focus groups yeah. and get people that do feel underrepresented underrepresented in certain areas of sports mm. involved. Because I can't, you know, I'm going to sit here and like there's certain groups that I can't account for at all. And um, I think giving a voice to those people and having those conversations open in that dialect is sort of the first positive move that you can make towards making it a lot better. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about those focus groups that you mentioned because yeah. right. that's a really good idea, I think, for gaining a bit more of an insight into perhaps the less represented groups in sport at university. Um, did you have any sort of 
um, direction in terms of which groups you would be speaking to, any sort of ideas yeah, towards so, that? I mean, obviously any group would be welcome to yeah. send off, you know, if I was successful in an election, send off an email and say, look, I really think it's really great if we could talk about this, but just things like, um, so we're talking about like transgender people, non-binary mm-hmm. people and their inclusion in sports. That's a real hot topic as well, just in the news in general. And it'd be great to sort of hear their opinions and, and what they feel is missing and what spaces could be made for them mm-hmm. that they would feel safer in. Female spaces, but also male spaces as well mm-hmm. and how males want to be included in maybe some traditionally female sports. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's often forgotten just as it is vice versa. Um, so yeah, that that sort of thing really. Or like um, with a lot of uh, people from maybe different uh, like ethnicities in the backgrounds or international students and trying to get them a lot more involved in, in their own teams and things like that. And, getting involved and mixing in a bit more. I mean, you said about the like receiving emails from people. Mm-hmm. Are there more anonymous ways of going about it? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, it's something that I'd have to sort of look at setting up and you can make, like, a box or X, Y, and Z. Like, there's a lot of different ways you can make it anonymous, and I think it's probably one of those things that would definitely... It, it would need a closer look in, but it's one of those cases where once again trying to make it accessible and as inclusive as possible so that if you are nervous you've got a little bit of social anxiety because it's not always a nice approach to someone going I don't feel like I'm involved like please can you involve me like Mm -hmm. make it as anonymous as possible but also if you do want to come forward come forward like I'm not going to judge yeah Yeah. lovely lovely stuff so um, do you want to talk to us a bit more about the sustainability aspect of your manifesto you mentioned it at the start with things like reusable cups at sports night um but perhaps give us a certain view on it regarding some motions that have been passed recently by the Yeah, field. of course. So obviously with the reusable cups and sort of like the things that just sort of make common sense, really, like why haven't we done them by now? And bringing that in community wardrobes in the sense that just operating on an honesty policy, drop some things off. Like we don't always need all those costumes cutting up our rooms. Like we've got barely enough space as it is. I've got like a bacon costume knocking about in my room that I wore once in second year. Yes, mm. it's nice. It's just never going to wear again. I'm sure I'm going to need to do something with this Moo Moo Meg outfit at some point <laughs> yeah. so I can drop it off at that community wardrobe. I was about to say, that wear. was one of my questions. Is the cow costume going in the box? Like, do you know what? If we're lucky, maybe. 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 So watch your eyes peeled, everyone. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of things like that but also it's really important to sort of draw attention to the fact that the university and the guild specifically are doing a lot with regard to climate action at the moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a real hot topic. Like We all see it in the news, constantly bombarded. It's a real concern, especially for young people, because it is our future. And the university has passed a few motions recently with regards to um, a 60% plant-based menu on campus and in the Guild, with like a yearly review looking at increasing that, um, which would be one of the fifth universities actually to move towards that sort of thing, which is quite exciting and exciting to think that we'd be at the forefront of that. And then they're also um, removing fossil fuel giants from the recruitment pro- process. So yeah, really interesting. A lot of motions been passed, but it's just now about all the action that we're going to put into place with that. Yeah. Um, so I was discussing, had a few conversations with a couple of different people from different societies that are involved with sort of like the more greener movements on campus. And there's just been discussion about forming like a green council, putting a council together so that those societies can work together, which will be a bit more effective than possibly each society campaigning for the same thing, but doing it separately. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that sort of thing. Also increasing cycle safety on campus. It's a really sort of basic need. Most people can ride a bike, I'd hope. Mm-hmm. And it's this sense of like, why why aren't we providing or making it easier for people to be sustainable? Or like making plant-based op- like options on campus affordable. Because yeah. a lot of the time, they're a bit more expensive. Sometimes they're not that nutritious. Like mm. it's a really basic thing. People just think, oh, it's just a salad. Well actually let's make it so that even if you're not necessarily leading a plant-based diet you're looking at a plant-based option and you're thinking actually that looks 
that looks nice. Lush, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more dinner. yeah. So would that sustainability aspect be more as a part of you being a guild officer as a whole, so part of the guild officer team and less about sustainability within sport or are you still trying to implement it within yeah, your I sports role? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think sustainability, like, it runs over everything. So no matter what, it's going to come in, come down to sport as well. Um, obviously, so the guild sports role, is it's predominantly sports, but with sustainability and you manage like a few of the different uh, groups and you'll sit in, in a few different like meetings and things like that. I'd like to make it bigger than it is though because mm-hmm. I feel like obviously sports officer is predominantly focused on sports but I, why not sustainability as well why not make it bigger like it's so exciting it's really exciting to get involved and at the end of the day we can't play sports if we don't have any grass to play it on so <laughs> like if we don't have a, if we don't have a campus to play it on like how are we going to do it so yeah. it, I definitely think it's seriously important and uh, in sort of focus on it in a general way well thank you very much Megan I've really enjoyed this interview I have too anything yeah. else to add Lee yeah. no really nothing not. particular so. I feel like yeah, yeah no most questions. of it's been covered most, <laughs> most questions I had was there anything you wanted to add just at the end Meg um, no not massively obviously vote me me Meg in the elections yeah very opening exciting. on this Wednesday coming up Wednesday the yeah Wednesday the 3rd, 3rd. to Friday the 5th um, yeah very exciting you'll see me around in my cow costume Please don't take make fun of me. I'm just a student. I'm just <laughs> enjoying myself. A lot more TikToks to go up as well. Some really funny ones. Um, I've just started as well on Instagram this seven days of policies, counting down to the election results. Okay. So on there, I'll just be going through a few main points. So if you want to sort of have a look in greater detail, just have a look on there or give me a I cheeky mean, DM. Do you want to plug the uh, Instagram and TikTok handles? Yeah, it's uh, vote Moo Moo Meg. For both. There we are. There we are. Very it. simple. Well, thank you very much, Meg, and good luck with the rest of your campaign. Yeah, thank you. Hello and welcome to our second interview of this um, sports officer candidate interviews that we're doing. Um, we're now sat with Kat. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about yourself. So, hi, obviously, I'm Kat, uh, also known as Cat in a Hat, which is probably my better known name right now. I like that it rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a few ideas that got thrown around and Cat in a Hat was the one that just stood out. And Doc, you get, a, yeah, get an outfit with it as well. So. Dr. Zeus-esque. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm a third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do sport exercise science. Um, play netball. Nice. Um, yeah, I go to the, I'm I'm avid gym goer. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's about the gist of it. Cool. Do you want to give us a bit of an overview of your manifesto? Yeah, of course. So, uh, in terms of campaigning, I've got four areas which I want to obviously improve: uh, grassroots opportunities, so being amateur involvement. Um, and the things I've campaigned for, such as um, having in first year competing in your accommodations and uh, competitions, and then the Vale Games, obviously. Um, having an all-female campus league as well, uh, which obviously I think we'll hopefully talk about a bit later. Yeah, definitely. Um, then I'm all about inclusivity and communication, which I obviously, for me, that is the one that I want to improve the most. I think that's just because it's more personal experience. Being within netball I've and my other friends being in other sports, I can see where mm. some sort of areas are lacking potentially, especially from UB Sport support. Um, sustainability obviously being a major one that everyone needs to focus on, really. Um, yeah. And Flory being obviously the sustainability lead, um, it would just be like almost handing down the baton. So it's obviously great to campaign for anything to do with that. And just like extra bits and bobs, you know, a bit of fun. Mm. Uh, got some charities, like having clubs having a nominated charity to do some fundraising as well. Um, as well as just like some organisation stuff, for sport clubs um, having like a weekly tidy up of the store cupboards, which are an absolute tip at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know like some people who do um, like pole uh, pole dancing, they're like, oh, someone stopped my kit last week and I don't know where it's gone. Oh my it's God. Like, Vote for Cat in a Hat and I'll get sort of <laughs> uh, So yeah. 
Nice. So we'll just get straight into it then, actually. So um, you've mentioned that you're an ambassador for UB Sport. Yes. Yeah. What sort of did, did this entail in your role? And how do you see this maybe benefiting you in your sports officer position if you were to go ahead and win? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I've been an ambassador for the past year. Uh, it's basically just entailed, um, like during Welcome Week, I'd be working open days, talking to not only freshers who were coming to the uni, but anyone who was uh, a postgrad student, um, just current students as well, just looking to find out more information about sport at the university. And this is anything to do with like sport and fitness stuff. So gym, uh, sport classes, swimming, or any like taking part in uh, actual sports such as rugby, football, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work the social media on Wednesdays as well. So promoting, trying to promote all the Bucks matches that are going on. Um, as well as just, I also, this will be very interesting, I'm yeah. going to be starring in, uh, I say starring, <laughs> I sound like a Hollywood actress, um, there's a film, a film, uh, Instagram video that will be coming out on the University of Birmingham Instagram page imminently, I'm not very really sure soon. when, um, giving a tour around sport and fitness and you can see me in that. Okay, love that. the leading lady, so nice. yeah, Keep get a little bit more looking into, yeah, a little yeah. bit looking to the facilities. Um, but yeah, it's just mainly been promoting and then like trying to just show off how like how proud we are to be mm-hmm. at University of Birmingham and all the amazing sport facilities and opportunities we have. Um, in terms of like how I think it will help me as a sport officer, I have to talk to everybody. Like you, no matter who they are, if you just see some people on like an open day who look a little bit confused, just grab them and try and ask if, see if they have any questions. Mm-hmm. So I've become very eloquent in being able to efficiently get over the points that they're looking for, which mm-hmm. obviously as a sport officer, you need to be able to convey what what you want to see and say that to other people. So I feel like I've very much benefited from that. As well as I have to sell the uni. Mm. And if I want to get my manifesto points into office, actually being made into a real change, you have to be able to market them. You have to be able to sell yourself as well as sell the ideas. Yeah. And being, uh, being doing this for the past year has definitely given me those qualities. Um, so yeah. It sounds like it will set you up to have a real good basis for communication with UB yeah. Sport, which would definitely help in the role. I think, um, yeah, also like working yeah. with UB Sport, I, I know, I've got to know the actual ins and outs of it yeah. a lot more and just nice. see so how with, it works. Obviously having that background with them and you'd be able to perhaps, you know, communicate things perhaps better. Is there anything you'd look to implement? You talked a bit about, obviously you play netball um, and you guys are quite lucky to have quite a lot of support from UB Sport. Yeah. You're one of, I mean, you're... Like it, one of the best, I'd say, netball teams at you know a university yeah, netball very, team. Very good. Um, <laughs> so obviously you're going to have that support and backing from UB Sport. But in terms of other clubs, yeah, um, you mentioned perhaps giving a bit more support to them. Do you want to give us a bit more detail on that? Yeah. So this comes from, for example, in first year I didn't take part in netball. I was injured, so I wasn't able to trial. So I was part of handball, and I know, when I was in first year, it was obviously COVID. Everyone's a bit. A little bit different, yes. <laughs> fair to say. Um, and I just remember there wasn't... Obviously, we got on and we did our training as much, but in terms of opportunities for matches and funding um, and just general focus from UB Sport, like being able to communicate your ideas and raise any issues, it wasn't really... There wasn't really much going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got, obviously, you, you do sport, you get to know everybody else. I've got so many friends who are in different sports, such as like Corfball, which is massive at the uni. Yeah. And you'd think such a massive club would have loads of support, but the uni just, they don't, I don't want to say they don't really care, but okay, obviously do. But in terms of giving these resources and like hearing what these clubs have to say, mm-hmm. which is such an amazing, like an amazing 
part of being a club you want to be able to grow and get better yeah because even if they're not performing on the same level nationally as let's say netball are it doesn't mean that they're not deserving to be hired by UB Sport yeah what sort of things would you implement in that sense to try and get over that to start with it would definitely be just something as small as meeting with the presidents or any one in committee Mm -hmm. at least on I want to say at least on a monthly basis but hopefully this would very much be on a like a fortnightly basis or something just so any ideas issues could be brought up spoke about and then obviously go forward implementing them um also i feel like if teams are able to fundraise more money they can then and are given these opportunities to make this fundraising they can show that they are i know i don't want to say it's a business but it, it is a business newbie sport is a business mm-hmm. if you can show that your club's profitable then it should be making a sign like hey look we are actually you know, we are actually here. Yeah. Um, also looking into giving more opportunities for sponsorships for smaller clubs mm-hmm. like and maybe niche sports, like giving them the opportunity to actually try and get sponsorships for them as well, but giving them a voice, making them actually feel part of the uni sport experience. Going on to inclusivity, yeah, um, it's quite a big aspect of your campaign and obviously yeah. in the other candidates as well. I think all three of you mentioned inclusivity as part of your manifesto. Um, you've put, so put forward some grassroots opportunities. Um, I mean, I, we like the look of lots of them. One being um, all female campus leagues. Yes, yeah. Um, I've got a couple things. We've got a couple questions on the sides of that. Would that of course. be open to, let's say, would it be non-binary? And did you want to give us a bit more? Yeah, yeah just get so into I've, that. Um, I've had a few people message me raising this concern. They were saying, obviously, given the situation that happened are the last election yeah it's quite a touchy subject and obviously my like my thoughts go out to anybody who's affected by that mm-hmm. it goes for those people who don't feel comfortable yeah being in that situation where you've potentially got people making you feel inferior making you feel mm-hmm. potentially like the weaker person yeah less there. able less on able, the pitch exactly. yeah um so it would go out to anyone who identifies as female and would be interested in having a community where you there's no pressure to perform. You can be literally. I I come for. I would love to play football on campus league. I'm. Yeah. I literally have. I have great great hand eye coordination. Feet aren't. Not really there yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've got a six aside team, and I yeah. which I get involved with. But it's like. I'm not as good as anyone on exactly. there, so more often than not, I'm just yeah. on the sidelines because I'm not. I'm not going to put myself forward when no. I'm just going to make a fool of myself. Like, yeah. but it'd be fun for an all. Yeah, yeah people like that. Like you turn up to football, like campus league football day, and it's just right. Well, I'm the only girl here, and everyone else is a guy, and it's. Yeah. And I, I don't. I'm not a person to feel intimidated, but in that circumstance, there are so many people mm-hmm. out there who would be, mm-hmm. and I just, in terms of having this like campus league and sport be more accessible and inclusive. Yeah, I feel like it would be a really great point. Mm. So less in t- less female by the definitions of it, more people who don't feel comfortable playing exactly. in the normal campuses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I like that. And then, I mean, even going from that female by definition, what like what is a female? Yeah, female? Exactly. Whatever you define yeah, it as. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. What sort of sports? So you're looking at football. So yeah, I mean, to be fair, hopefully it would, it would be every single sport. Um, but the ones, obviously, I think where the majority of you only get one. It's dominated by um, these like male teams mm-hmm. so it'd be like football uh, basketball hockey would be the ones i'd focus on first cool um but then like i said hopefully it would be all of them yeah nice um looking at the sustainability aspect of your manifesto uh would you want to run us a few more of those ideas because there's quite a few 
reoccurring themes yeah. in terms of esports tickets. Um, yeah. Did you want to get push some of your ideas that you think set you aside in that aspect? Yes, yeah, so, I mean obviously like Meg, so obviously said like reusable cups. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's pretty self. It's I, everyone. I, it's, I don't feel like it's a bad thing if you have a repeat of somebody else's points on a manifesto. Like, no, not it just at all. highlights it that it's amazing. But uh, obviously, with sports night being on tour recently at Heidi's, this has obviously brought e-tickets more into play. Mm-hmm. And it's just every single week you're having however many tickets printed out when it just gets ripped off and thrown in a bin. Yeah, it's just literally it's in front of you. It's such, yeah. Yeah. such a waste. And it's like if I've gone to sports night so many times and I've I've forgotten my ticket and it's like. Well, well, I've just wasted some paper that I'm not even going to be used. Yeah. If you have your phone, it's like, well, that's great. Um, I've also pushed for, um, there's the Hazar app, which um, is posted and uh, promoted a lot on Fab and Fresh, mm. by students, uh, which is just like a secondhand, you know, switching like clothes and everything. And this is would be great, obviously, like for sports night co- outfits, costumes, yeah. in terms of like, like if you wanted sportswear as well, mm-hmm. that'd be a great app. And t- I would hopefully try to collaborate a bit more, try and push us a bit more at the university. Um, shared away day transport. I know right now we do have transport that's shared, but there are a lot of times where you'll have a coach where it's going, same kind of times that will match the on, but going via somewhere to get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You could, if UB Sport were more organized and identified this, you'd be able to have so many shared transports. Limit And a lot of the time I've been on a coach and it's been our team and nobody else. And it's just why... So there's how many of you sat on there? Like, what, 14 of you? Yeah. Not even. Like, 10. How how many empty seats? Too many. Too many. And you're just sat there thinking, is this really worth it? Like, Mm. you just feel it could be put a better use. Even just getting a car share or something. Yeah. Even even better. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Finally, I think you've got a lot of, a big focus on pushing a greater variety of gym memberships and different yes. ways to access the gyms at uni. Yeah. Um, so what what sort of, you've mentioned alumni passes, which I think, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Um, anything else that you wanted to sort of? Yeah, so I mean, it's come mostly from working as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. I'd go, well, people would come and ask you about the gym at open days and they'd be like, oh, so can I, can I have a look around or try out before I come? And you're like, I can show you around, but you, there's no option to give them a, like, a taster of a session and then you have to pay for the entire year. And as, as a student, you're not really well off, are you? And it's, it's quite a big commitment, especially with um, the gym group now opening at TK, like, by yeah. TK Maxx. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you look at Five Ways, they've got another gym group when you're in first year and obviously Pure Gym. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually want to push the university's facilities, which I think are personally great, they are mm-hmm. amazing, but if you want to push this, you need to give students an opportunity to see what they are like. Mm-hmm. So if I, if you have a three-day like taster trial, in terms of gym, like, in the greater scheme of things, money-wise for, this, for the university, that's not going to put a massive dent in the budget. Mm-hmm. And then through this, you'll, you, the union will be able to sell the facilities where you've got a new membership and you've got somebody else active, yeah. which is obviously you want everyone to have the opportunity to, comp- like, to take part in a sport or be physically active. Um, having like guest passes to bring friends, just... You, then again, you're trying to, you could show them what the facilities are like, yeah. entice them in. Um, but just having like more variety of memberships, like right now, um, you don't really have gym-only membership kind of things, and mm-hmm. it would just be nice as students. Everyone's got a different timetable, different priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, just making sure there's everything to suit everybody's needs. Um, 
realistically. Nice. So Sounds yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, have you got anything else to add, Louis? Uh, you said at the very beginning about sports teams taking on kind of like a charity that yes. they kind of embody. Yeah. So I mean, like right now, for example, like rugby have oddballs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's not like a nominated charity, but they campaign. Their main focus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and I think you know, Flory's had like this year we've had a lot of charity sports nights, which is great. Um, but that's just one of many opportunities that you can get to fundraise and mm. it not only does good like for the university in terms of and sports clubs in terms of like community building and generating money for these charities but you're doing a, a good for a greater cause in the long term um, and if each team was to have a nominated charity think of how much you could do like mm. how yeah. much good you could do and it would I think it would be quite a wholesome thing to have the university be able to say look this is what we're doing. It's, it's not just our, yeah, we have sports nights where we raise money for a charity, one pound goes to it. He said, we, this team is nominated for this charity. They fundraise for them however many times a year. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it would be a really, really great selling point. And just I, when you're fundraising, you get, it gives students the idea to be like the chance to be creative as well. Mm-hmm. You think of amazing ideas and then you can make new friends and new connections that way as well. It's just... Yeah. yeah, it makes fundraising a bit more consistent across exactly. the year yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Rather than just the one-off sports well, night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lovely. Exactly. Uh, was there anything you wanted to add finally before we wrap things up? Um, well, thank you very much for interviewing nice. me to start with, <laughs> giving me the opportunity. Um, but no, just obviously, uh, if you want to keep updated with my campaign. Oh yeah, um, plug the socials. It's, yeah, at vote underscore cat underscore in underscore <laughs> the underscore hat on Instagram um, and then my TikTok's linked on there as well um, but yeah like I don't buy it. if you have any questions literally just don't feel f- like feel free to message me mm-hmm. um, anything at all and if anyone just has anything that they disagree with I would love to hear that as well yeah I'm obviously just here to hear everybody out nice well uh, as we said again guys voting is open on Wednesday the 3rd yes. of May uh, thank you very much for doing that no, thank you it's been lovely Okay, and this is our third and final interview, and we're joined by Annie. Um, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction? Tell us a bit about yourself, Annie. Yeah, of course. So I'm Annie. I'm in my final year doing biochemistry, and I'm part of the athletics club at UAB, and I'm the welfare officer on the committee for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm quite involved in the athletics club. Nice. And do you want to sort of lead us into a bit of an overview of your manifesto? So my manifesto is kind of motivated by three of the main points that I think are really important to encourage sport and make sure everyone enjoys sport as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, so my manifesto points are to increase participation and inclusivity in sport, um, as well as prioritising mental health and well-being and promoting sustainability, which, as everyone knows, is such an important factor yeah. in life. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So we'll start a bit on the inclusivity aspect of it because it's quite consistent amongst the other yeah, candidates. Yeah, yeah. Like you've all sort of picked that out as mm-hmm. a main point to yeah. go with, which I think is fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, so why do you think it's been such a consistent theme amongst all three of you? And what are the aspects that you want to push within yours that sort of sets, sets mm-hmm. you aside from the others? Yeah, so obviously inclusivity is so important in sport. Um, without people even participating, like sport wouldn't even be a thing. So... Mm-hmm. I think promoting inclusivity is um, one of the main things I want to focus on. And I think that Birmingham does a good job at the moment in like making like most people um, participate in sport with like campus league and, and variety of sports it offers, um, as well as the great sports f- facilities that we have. 
But I think that there could be like a little bit more focus on encouraging people that haven't like participated in sport prior to uni or want to like try a new sport. Um, I think that, that should be really like a factor that we focus on because I think that because of the nature of this uni, we've got quite a fair few people that are very like um, talented and this uni tries to promote that sport is like, I don't know, so so like elite perhaps elite, that's yeah. the only way yeah yeah at this uni sometimes that people that might have not um kind of in, been involved in sport prior to uni feel a little bit like they can't get involved mm-hmm. which i really want to try and combat because i do believe that sport is for everyone and everyone should have the opportunity to like enjoy it and gain everything there's such amazing things that you can get from sport so yeah that's what's kind of motivated my main um points on inclusivity um so yeah, do you nice. want me to kind of explain? Yeah, do you want to yeah. go into a bit of how you'd combat um, that? Yeah, so one of my first points is to increase the frequency of taster sessions um, throughout the year. So at the moment, they're kind of there's one taster session or a few taster sessions that people can go to at the start of the year um, with new sports. But then once that's done, like you can't really try out a sport throughout the year mm-hmm. if you have an idea like. Oh, want to join volleyball like yeah there's also so much going on in that week it's literally yeah, exactly. in that week. like, like what it's if so you, busy you've gone on a night out and you're yeah, just not going to sports exactly. fair yeah. so i really think that like having some midterm would really try and encourage people more to just try a new sport um and then as well as this i think that having like an inter-accommodation sports day maybe in freshers week would be so fun to like try and Firstly, for freshers to make friends, like it would be such a good way to like instead of people like going on a night out and then having a horrible day in their bed the next day, like, recovering, <laughs> um, to try and get out. And we could have things like netball, hockey, football. Very open to suggestions of what sports we have, but mm-hmm. we have like Maple Bank versus Mason doing all sorts of these sports and can kind of kickstart people's like sporting careers, I suppose, at, at uni. Because I know when I started uni, I had I do athletics, so I had athletics instantly to to start with and I think that really helped me kind of settle into uni quicker Mm -hmm. so trying to get people to like start sport as soon as they get to uni I think would be really really useful Mm -hmm. um and yeah yeah I've got a couple other points yeah I thought you had quite a lot of quite like unique and quite like fun ideas I don't you said like campus park run yeah so I found this really cool so basically anyone can like if you've got a kind of accredited sports like athletics club or it could be any sports club I don't actually know but um you can actually introduce your own park run so I kind of put on my manifesto to just trial a park run because I understand that it it requires a lot of volunteers like yeah requires a lot of work to even try and get a park run I think it's for good to be reasonable as well yeah I don't want to shout about everything yeah yeah no Um, I really respect that yeah so yeah so I kind of think that like having a park run on campus really like just gets people out like I know there's one at Cannon Hill but actually that's that's kind of like a, a mile and a half away mm-hmm. it's kind of a track to even get there mm-hmm. so just kind of getting parkrun like trying to do that people can walk people can run it I think would be really um really good thing to do and also I put on my manifesto like bring a friend scheme to the gym which yeah. for like quite unself-explanatory so with that I mean people that currently have a gym membership perhaps there'll be a month such as like bring a friend march so in mm-hmm. march you can bring someone that doesn't have a gym membership so they can kind of see if they like the gym for that amount of time like 
sometimes it's hard to know if you do it one taster session in the gym, you don't know if you're actually going to continue it. Do you know what I mean? But if you did a whole month of seeing if you like the gym and then you could buy a gym membership after that, mm-hmm. I think that would really encourage people to actually join. And also you're going with a friend, like, it would be much more fun. Like, yeah. I think it would be so it's good. It's an easier way to get into it. Exactly, with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we'll change the topic now, I think, because you uh, mentioned that you want to work on mental health a lot in in some of the sports teams and around the university with sports. Um, Obviously, you're coming from working on welfare for the athletics team this year, so I just wonder how much maybe you've taken from working as welfare on the athletics team and maybe what you can bring to the sports officer role to support that side of sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that prioritising mental health in sport is absolutely massive because if you I mean at the end of the day sport's so beneficial for mental health and well-being it gives you endorphins and I don't know everything literally building a community making Mm -hmm. friends just getting outside and having a good time like it's so good but if you don't have the solid foundations of like good mental health prior to even starting a sports club then you're not even going to get out there you're not going to feel confident or like happy enough to even go and try it so mm-hmm. that is why one of my main manifesto points is prioritizing mental health so having been on committee this year as welfare um i sort of found that it's been obviously we had a training session at the start of the year which was like full of um full of all the other welfare sex and we had like a general lecture on general points of, of well-being but i think there was a lack of specific training regarding like actually what to do when someone says something specific Mm -hmm. or what to do in certain scenarios so for example this year I had a scenario where I knew someone was struggling in the club but they hadn't specifically come to me Mm -hmm. and I didn't know whether to say to them are you okay or didn't want to but then I was like but I'm not going to know so should I say something yeah I didn't know what to do I didn't want to come across nosy but then equally is it my responsibility to to ask them how they are so Things like that, I think there should be some practical workshops to kind of guide welfare officers on what, like, they should do in those sort of situations. Not, like, yeah, instead of kind of... Leaving just it all to general, them. It's quite like, a lot of responsibility on you as well. It is a lot well. of responsibility. Just, like, I'm just a normal 20-year-old yeah. girl. Like, I don't know... Not trained to deal with. No, yeah, I don't absolutely. really know. So I'm just trying my best. But I think a little bit more help would be really useful. And I think a lot of people would agree with that who've been on welfare on welfare sec this year mm-hmm. um and then my other one would be having anonymous online drop-in sessions or like forums online for um welfare sex to access because this year i've been doing regular drop-ins for athletics club members so they can come and meet me in like costa or anywhere um to talk about their issues which has been like relatively popular and i think a fair few people have benefited from that but a kind of I think that I've heard a few people that are going to come and then they haven't. So I feel like maybe having it anonymous will encourage more people to talk mm-hmm. about their feelings, which yeah. is honestly, obviously what we all want. And I think it will make welfare officers more confident in being able to deal with the problems and then the, the members being more confident in going to their welfare sex and then generally just strengthening the communication between them. Um, and yeah, which was obviously what we want with, with welfare. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And then my final point on my manifesto is a little bit rogue because it says UOB nutrition app, which people are like, how does that relate to well- mental well- 
mental health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually, I find it so interesting how, like, how much what you eat benefit, like, impacts your mental health. So, from a, so the nutrition app, it wouldn't just be like, oh, this is this is healthy food and this is not, because everyone knows what's what's good and what's not. Mm-hmm. But it would be more focused on kind of what food like prioritizes making you feel good. So, for example, high protein diet actually like benefits. It, it helps build your neurotransmitters, which are required for like a healthy balance in the brain to stop kind of you feeling low. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, any neuroscience can correct me. <laughs> I think that's right, I think. I have um, no idea, yeah. yeah. Sounds good though. Yeah, I think so. So things like that would be really useful to kind of make people aware of what they're eating and why they're eating and how they can actually help their mental health. Mm-hmm. And also like alongside it's also useful for sport because having a high protein diet is obviously useful for recovery so yeah a kind of that that app is like a bit broad across the whole su- the whole I do like thing. that aspect yeah. of it though yeah. because it gives it something unique to your campaign and also yeah. it's perhaps something that's less talked about amongst yeah, like sport at university yeah. so yeah so is that is the app something that you'll market quite big because obviously you're going to have to make it something that everyone on campus is aware of and also it's something that you might have to tailor to certain dietary requirements as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So on the app, I'd kind of, I would make that quite big. I need to, I'd have like, it would kind of tie in with sustainability as well because I'd offer like um, vegetarian and vegan options mm-hmm. on the app. Um, obviously it's quite a, I'm not like an app creator myself, yeah. so it's quite. A I'm kind sure you'd of, get the support there, though. Yeah, yeah. it's quite a, a quite an ambitious idea, but I really hope that, like, with the help of a few other people, I'd be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it something you'd want to sort of work closely with, for example, UOB Food Fellows on as well, yeah. and maybe have no, definitely, and you also linked to a lot of the campus eateries and yeah, yeah, um, link to that, link to the food on campus, and also like using the expertise from the nutritionists at UB mm-hmm. Sport um, I think would be really useful mm. um, yeah because we've got them right there so it'd be yeah, good exactly, to use them for exactly. that you touched a little bit on uh, sustainability as being yeah. part of that app but sort of moving away from the app and just to sustainability mm-hmm. in your manifesto as a whole um, again it's been quite common amongst the other the others running yeah um, did you want to maybe push certain parts of your manifesto regarding sustainability that you thought gave you that edge against you know perhaps different ideas or yeah um so i know that cats mentioned the esports night tickets as mm-hmm. well so obviously that's a good idea but um i think that i said on my manifesto so installing water fountains um yeah. at different sporting facilities in on campus so at the hockey pitches or the athletics track because there isn't any and i just think like why not i yeah. know that that might be difficult because I don't know the water system. But <laughs> <laughs> the summer. We'll, we'll see about that one. Um, but yeah, obviously in the summer months, like I often have to bring like three water bottles to even like go to training. And I know that a lot of other people do too, or stop off at Tesco and buy single use plastics with water in them for after training. But if you had somewhere to refill your bottle at training, then that wouldn't be the case. So that would really reduce the use of single use pl- plastics and yeah I mm-hmm. think that'd be really useful yeah yeah I really like that because it does seem a bit outrageous yeah. that there isn't one on the hockey pitches <laughs> so. out of order or Bournebrook mid 
you know, mid-campus league game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You need a little pick-me-up. You need some water down yeah. there. Do. Exactly. Rehydrate. Yeah. I want to go back to this campus park run just because I really like the idea. <laughs> what sort of route have you got planned in your head? Because if I was finishing coming up that hill between sport and fitness and the guild <laughs> I wouldn't make it I like simply that would not make it definitely would not be involved so <laughs> I was thinking so we start on this is all very like you don't have to say well, I just no, want to be fun I was actually yeah. having a little ponder on the route yesterday um <laughs> but it would kind of go around the Vale so around the lake yeah love that. and then I don't know if this is like allowed whether you're going allowed to go down pavements or not mm. but if it is then you know how you can get out the veil via the pavement and then run all the way down yeah and then back onto the paths and then Ugaboo's campus yes that kind of vibe i don't think i'd venture into any hills because i wouldn't like that either yeah fair enough. Rough, but yeah oh, i like that yeah it's exciting yeah maybe something that we can get by the family involved yeah do you reckon yeah, well, i don't know i think we struggle with numbers but <laughs> you and me can give it a go <laughs> Um, did you have anything else to add? Um, I was just going to throw it back to the sustainability quickly. I don't know if there was any other parts on your manifesto that you wanted to talk about with it. Oh, yeah. So I thought of a little, like, box that I can put in sport and fitness every so often, so every two weeks, of, um, of course, or something like that, that people can just put their, like, old, not necessarily sports stuff, because mm-hmm. part of the role of sports officer is just sustainability as a whole, so it doesn't have to be sports stuff at all, it can just be any general clothes. Just pop it in a box and I can take it to like charity shops, which seems quite a simple idea, and I know everyone can just go to a charity shop themselves, but I think having the ease of just literally giving it to someone else and someone else can take it on mm-hmm. um, would be quite a quite an easy, achievable, and like overall beneficial Plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank idea. thank you very much for coming yeah, on today to talk about it. Do you have anything else you wanted to add at the end? Um, Any socials you want to push or just? Oh, um, follow my Instagram. Uh, vote <laughs> underscore t underscore start. Nice. Yes. Get got that up and running today. So perfect. Give it a follow. Go follow that, and yeah. obviously voting opens on the third of third, third of May. May, yes, which is this Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, so yeah, good luck with everything, with the yeah, campaign and everything. Thank you very much, thanks um, for having me. And thanks for coming on. Thank you for listening to those Sports Officer Candidate interviews. Obviously, as we've said throughout, voting will open on the 3rd of May, which is this coming Wednesday. Hopefully you can upload this on time. Um, I'd like to thank Louis and Aidan <laughs> for... Um, Aidan dropped in on that interview at the end with Annie there. I'd like to thank you both for sitting in on, in on the interviews with me. Um, I've been Bella Shepherd-Evans. Thank you for listening. I've been Louis Wright. Thank you for listening. (laughs) I've been Aidan Clark. Thank you for listening.